The best song was probably on the B-side Won't be surprised when the label denied the Supreme The best song was probably on the demo But that's not the one that got you your limo Limousin' Great You single the one that wasn't as honest but this is what they say make you the hottest and okay Great, great Sometimes I think about the pressures of our artists And what it takes to get caught a success even with no college We barely even considered Don't label me with them niggas Infatuation with plastic I wanted it to be real Good morning, good afternoon, good evening Another day, another podcast uh, I'm joined by somebody uh, that just was being creative I was out there trying to be creative, and we just met. We created something good. Go check out G Merrick's music, the video we did, man, the proven freestyle. Um, but without further ado, please introduce yourself. Hi, hello. My name is Ashley Gilmer, and I am the founder of Divine Eye Media. I'm a creative professional specializing in video, photo, graphic design, web development, and social media. Happy to be here. Thanks for the interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, so where did you grow up at? Uh, I am from Greensboro, North Carolina. It's about five and a half hours from Atlanta. Uh, born and raised in Greensboro, 336. Um, love my hometown. So, yeah, that's where I grew up at. Okay. How far is that from, like, where Rhapsody and stuff like that is from? Um. I'm not exactly sure raps where she's from. Okay. Do you, know part, do you know what part she's from? I don't know exactly, but I know, you know, she's probably from one of, like a little small town or something like that in North Carolina, but she's a dope female artist. I got a chance she to did. shoot her. Yeah. Oh, you did? Tell me about that. Uh, Right before the world ended, uh, I got a chance to, uh, <laughs> like I was sneaking in shooting photos at concerts and I snuck in some pretty high big ones like Rick Ross and uh, Dave East even posted my photo one time on his page. And um, okay. also uh, Roddy Rich, right after the Grammy nomination, I think he won. I'm not for sure. But mm-hmm. the, the weekend after he had a show on Monday in Atlanta, that was the craziest because I snuck in through the back. It was like, I'm running late, stuff like that. That was my little game. I can't give it all away. We'll have to talk later on. But, yeah, uh, yeah, just, like, she was the first person I reached out to, her management team, and they let me come on legally without me sneaking in. So that was dope. Shout out to Rhapsody and her team. That's what's up. Me being the inquisitive and nerdy person I am, I just looked it up. She's from Snow Hill, North Carolina. Never heard of Snow Hill, but it's like two hours from where I'm from in Greensboro. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know it had oh. to be like not too far and stuff like that. But North Carolina. So what's the vibe of North Carolina for you and where are you from? What was that? What's the vibe of North Carolina for you and like where you're from? Uh, North Carolina. I, I love NC. Um, you still got that that down south feel um people in general are are pretty are pretty friendly um but at the same time it it is the south (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) the Mm. south is the south no matter what but the city in particular where i'm from i would say is like a real 
it's a real college city. They cover about 10 or 12 cities. And so, like, the, the population fluctuates a lot when school is in versus when it's not in. And so we have a lot of people who are transplanted um, into Greensboro. So that makes for, like, an interesting nightlife. There's interesting things to go see and do. Uh, the arts scene in Greensboro is coming up and developing. Um, they're going through their phase where they're just now really getting into a lot of the graffiti and the murals and public art, et cetera, and the downtown area is growing and improving. So I love North Carolina. There's a lot of history there, great schools there, great sports. Um, I'm a Carolina girl, very proud of it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's dope because it ain't too many people come out of North Carolina most Notably, recently, uh, J. Cole is making a lot of noise for North Carolina, so that's dope. And like we said, Rhapsody, so it's amazing some good people coming out of North Carolina. I heard Charlotte is like a good city for black people as well. Like it started. Oh, yeah, you heard of the baby, right? That's straight out of Charlotte. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's See, a lot. Of, there's more people that's on and popping and really doing things on the big scene from NC than you would know or even expect. North Carolina brings greatness. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, your creativity, where do you think you get it from? Do you have any family that's creative, or you just kind of had that creative spirit your whole life? Um, I would say I pretty much always had a, a creative spirit. Um, I say that um, my gifts, my creative abilities, they're a gift from God. And so, that's why I named my company Divine Eye Media. Divine, that basically means God. Um, and so, I just feel like creativity isn't innate. It's in everybody. Um, it's just whether or not you choose to tap into it and to explore it. But as a kid, um, I was always drawing. I was always into colors. At a very early age, I established that I like photography. Um, when I was little, I would say, you know, I want to be a model when I grow up. That's exactly what I'm doing. Like, I'm laughing now because now, like, like I'm well behind the camera, in front of the camera. I'm a published photographer. So from an early on age, I just kind of had a good visual eye and knew what looked right, what looked good, what went well together, um, how to match colors, um, how to add in white space. I just always had a visual eye. It was drawn to beauty, nature, um, spirituality. I was just always someone who had a real active imagination and just kind of nurtured that and just kind of let my mind go free. So I always tried my best, always excel. Did very well in school, but also really loved arts classes and kind of invested in that and also learned uh, history, I'm a little bit of a history buff as well. So that's kind of my background as far as creativity. Okay, so did you know you wanted to do like photography or something like that, or did you want to go to school to be something different? Um, early initially, I was always into like nature a lot, so I thought I wanted to be a scientist when I grew up, and then um. It kind of just changed over to me just being inquisitive about people and wanting to study and wanting to help people. So early on in, in high school, I developed an interest in journalism and writing and storytelling. So I wrote for a couple of newspapers there and continued to do that. And then by the time I went to college, um, I knew for sure I wanted to stay within the journalism communication media field. Uh, went to school for that, majored in broadcast, electronic media journalism. Did an internship at CNN, um, interned at a local station back in High Point, North Carolina, 
And then after that, I decided um, after working in news for a few years, I want to learn a lot more about graphic design and putting that together because I knew that that would just aid and build upon the print skills and the video skills I had acquired. So I went back to school, um, got my master's in interactive media from Elon University. Um, and then that's where I really learned the, the foundation of how to build logos completely solo, how to build websites, making sure that they are you know, optimized for web and mobile, et cetera. So that just really kind of complemented my skill set. So I've just been able to bounce around and be exposed to a lot of different opportunities to st storytell. And for me, at the end of the day, that's what it's really about is all of these different things, all of these media, they're just mediums to tell stories, to connect with people. That's dope. That's amazing. So storytelling, so I would imagine you into music, What's a song you might have played today or one song that you feeling right now? Ah, that's so hard. I'm into so many different things. Uh, but let's say one of the artists that I listen to a lot, I have to plug my man, Londrell. Um, he's an awesome artist based here in Atlanta, but he makes a lot of positive vibe, high vibrational music. And one of his songs that I've been listening to heavily is called Manifesting Money Mantra. Manifesting Sounds. series of kind of positive affirmations things that you can say to attract business to yourself um new opportunities being open to various streams of income and abundance and that's the type of person i am i'm a big believer in uh the law of, uh, of attraction you being able to have a thought you know have a vision and attract that into being um by of course being committed to the action and following through but it starts with the thought and meditating and you know writing it down so manifest the money by Londrell. if you're trying to get your dollars up play that definitely definitely nice plug right there we're definitely gonna have to look that up but atlanta how'd you end up in atlanta atlanta so yeah um back in the day when i was in college i actually got the chance to do an internship in atlanta with cnn headquarters and uh i fell in love with the city that was um the summer between my junior year going into my senior year. And um, I was out there <laughs> uh, exploring the MARTA system and heading over to CNN and getting this really great hands-on experience, field producing, um, writing different things for air, um, doing a lot of research for the guests, the hosts, et cetera. It was just a lot of fun. And so I fell in love with Atlanta um, just because it was a big city, but also still in the South. And um, a lot of my favorite music artists come from Atlanta. Atlanta's just a whole vibe. The food scene is big here. And there's just a lot of people doing really well for themselves, especially uh, black African-American people. I love my people. I want to see us doing well. And so I just felt like this was a great city for me to advance to. Man, Atlanta is definitely it. I'm telling everybody, like, when I travel and stuff like that, it just ain't the same. You know, I'm from New York originally, but I lived in California, all different places. But Atlanta, it just feels different. It feels special. It just has a different kind of vibe to it, man. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful for black people uh, really on a come up. But 
for me, I want to ask you as a black woman, how do you feel like uh, the space of a black woman? And do you feel like black women are protected? Because I think that's a big argument with everything going on in entertainment news and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel about the black woman and their role in society today? Yeah, so <laughs> that's a very kind of complex and loaded question there. Um, but to quickly summarize it, um, I feel like black women in general, we do so much. We provided the world with so many great advancements and just <laughs> overall style and culture. But yet we're constantly disrespected and we aren't protected and we're taken advantage of in many aspects. And so um, really, you know, my heart is, is torn with all the different turmoil that's going on in the United States. Um, the Black Lives Matter, the movement, et cetera. And it's like we've been talking about the same stuff for so long. It's like I just I want to see us make more progress. Um, I want to see uh, black women take up space and be respected and to just, I mean, be respected the same as anyone else in the world. And it's just it's just so crazy uh, because the world is, is set up to kind of, uh, you know, First, the first strike is that you're a woman. I already set up so that, you know, the world benefits men for the most part in many aspects. And then you're black on top of that. It's, it's, it's hard, but black women, we wear it so well. We overcome in the face of adversity. And black women have really been supporting me and my company with Divine Eye Media. That's my main clientele who's been coming to me. And so every opportunity I have to uplift and support other black women, I'm going to take it and I'm going to do it. And I hope that you do the same. Yeah, I mean, I feel you 1000%. It's just like, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's why I started my own as well. But um, somebody said they had a conversation with Jay-Z. And they said, you know, who has it worse than black people is women. And especially the black woman. Because you talk about history and it was like a black man was able to vote before a white woman even. So it's like just double, triple, way right. worse for black women in this world. And then when you uh, think about, you know, I try not to cover too much of what's going on with the everyday, but it's here. But when you think about like Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion, it's just like mm -hmm. I talk to net, like younger people and stuff like that in my family and stuff. And they like, well, she probably was doing this and that. And I'm like, yo, period. If somebody says, like, they shot them, like, that's crazy. Like, and a lot of people I heard, like, yo, uh, if that was Kylie Jenner, it would be a rap. There would be no Tory. There would be no album. There would be no none of this. And that just kind of just having conversations with people. Unfortunately, I see some black women even degrade themselves or feel less mm -hmm. than so that's why, you know, I know it was a loaded question, but it just been on my mind a lot lately because it's like, while the self-hate sometimes is really sad to me yeah. from like black people and, you know, black women, especially like black women feeling like, oh, well, you know, you got to get cheated on and the man is going to be a man and this and that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yo, or like we got to have multiple partner, this, that. And I'm like, hey, everybody can do what they want, but I just feel like. If it doesn't make you feel good, you don't have to settle for that. You don't have to act like you into exactly. something. You know what I'm saying? That you're not really into. But for me, you know, like that's a question, you know, that was just random. But I wanted to speak from a black woman's perspective because that I am not. 
But it's just sad to me, and I want to change that narrative that we really, really got to protect and we really got to love on our black women because none of us would be here as in black people without the black woman. So definitely. Exactly. It's like it makes no sense to me. But at the same time, like when you think about it, when it comes to like um, what we're looking at is is abuse, you know, like constant and, and, you know, abuse. And so for a lot of people that that starts at an early age, as far as you talking about uh, black women being OK with, you know, black men having multiple partners or lying or cheating on them, et cetera. Oftentimes I've found that that was acceptable. That was ha- what that person grew up seeing. So either they saw it, you know, with their parents or their aunties and grandmas or whoever they stayed with. Or, you know, they we also consume it in the media. It's daily. It's in the music that we listen to. It's in the shows that we watch. It's in the places that we go. Just like the vibe is there. And it just continues to perpetuate. So, I mean, for me, when I think about breaking that cycle and getting to a place where we can really do better, we have to be able to do that on like a foundational level. Like if you grew up and you knew that your example wasn't good, then you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, it stops with me. I'm not going to perpetuate or to do that in front of my children so that at least it stops there and it doesn't continue. So, I mean, you think about the psychology of it. We do what we see growing up <laughs> for, for good or for worse. We turn into our parents to a degree. So um, I definitely agree with you. And uh, it's <laughs> for there to be so much hate, like we all came from a black woman at the end of the day. Take every trace, everything back, everything, everything, everyone back. It comes from black women. And so it's just really amazing to see um, where we are. I, I'm still confused on exactly how we got here. Sometimes I ask myself, like, God, why they hate us so much? You know? Yeah. Where the hate go? Where does that really come from? For me, like, I always like to believe, and this is my true belief, is that we have greatness and we're born from greatness. And it's so great that it was a plan set up from a long, long time ago to never let us know how great we are. Because we could dominate and we could really change things and move things. But if we never known, you never can really awaken that greatness in yourself. Like if, if we talk about history, they knock the noses off for different statues. Like I've been to the Louvre in Paris where you actually see that. Like this isn't what somebody's telling you. This is what you see with your own eyes. And like that's why travel is so important to me. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know. Do you travel a lot and stuff like that? Like travel seems important. That I, should be I do important. travel. I do travel. Not as much as I would like to. Um, but now that I've been an adult, I've been a few places and seen a few things. In fact, for this uh, earlier this year, right before um, the pandemic hit, um, my birthday, February 11th, I'm an Aquarius. I was able to travel to Bali, Indonesia, and spent a week there for my 30th birthday. And um, I went there because I actually ended up with a picture of Bali on my vision board a few years ago. And so when I put it on my vision board, I just said, man, that's a, that's a beautiful view. It's like an open uh, rice terrace. You can just open your windows and be right there in the countryside. It's beautiful. I want to go there. And so, you know, a few, year, few years later, I get to thinking like, well, you know, wow, where, where is that? Let me, let me go research it. And then end up doing more research on Bali, finding out about the people over there, the food. The landscape is so beautiful. The people over there are so pure. The food is just incredible and so fresh. Um, booked the flight. It was a 24-hour flight to get there. Um, it was crazy. 
the, the, the traveling, how long it took to get there, but it was really, really eye-opening. Um, and I was able to move, apart, move to a couple of different um, cities out there in Bali, or different sub-regions, and it was just truly beautiful. So I definitely love to travel, want to do more of that. Um, I've been to the Bahamas. I've been to the Dominican Republic a few times, and it's so crazy because, like, the international vibe is so sweet. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but, like, people overseas, they just be so, so kind and so humble, you know, and just, like, just so ready to just talk to you and just look you in the eye and just they're just way more respectful and kind. So I definitely love to travel. Um, I can't wait for the world to open back up so I can get back out there. Yeah, it's you know what it is with travel, too, is that um in other countries they're more appreciative because they don't have welfare they don't have section eight uh me and my wife before we went the pandemic hit just like everybody in february we were in belize and in belize man there's people mm. running around with no shoes on and stuff like mm. that and their houses look like tree houses some of them they're really made out of nothing they uh it's really places in the world with no electric and things like that and I think for a lot of Americans, like, we become spoiled. And, you know, even though we have our own issues in America, that's really, really bad. These other countries, they have, like, dictators. They don't even have, like, you can't say, uh, fuck the president and stuff like that in certain places. Mm-hmm. Like, you will die, for real. You will be killed. So I think that's the difference when you go somewhere else. They look up to Americans because they're like, oh, man, it's probably so amazing there and so cool. Y'all could do so much. And it's a land of opportunity if you work hard and do great and, like, really push yourself. But for other places, it's not like that. So I think that vibe you get is just appreciation, you know, especially, like, the Bahamas and stuff like that. I love the Bahamas. It's a really cool, cool vibe, man. But, yeah, the pandemic, how has it been on you? What have you learned about yourself uh, good or bad? Um, this has actually been like, you know, globally it's been a, t- a terrible year. Nationally, it's been a terrible year. But personally, for me, it's been an awesome year. Um, this pandemic actually afforded me the opportunity to uh, be in the house and really just go into my hermit mode. Um, I've been studying. I've been learning a lot. I've been kind of using this time to specialize and explore a lot of my different um things that I want to do photography wise. I've been doing a lot of flash photography, doing uh, food photography. I have a cookbook and it works with one of my clients. So it's kind of just real been a, an introspective time for me to like really study up on my skills. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I, I've been doing for the most part, but it's also been a very challenging time, of course, because I haven't been able to, you know, hug my parents um, <laughs> and like for the most of the year. So I haven't really seen them. It's kind of the social distancing with the family is incredibly hard. Um, I'm already separated from my family being down here in Atlanta and everybody's back in Greensboro. So I miss them a lot. Um, but it's also still giving us another chance to kind of pivot how we communicate and utilize the FaceTime more, utilize the technology. Um, I mean, if there ever was a pandemic to hit, I'm glad I'm experiencing it, you know, in 2020 versus, you know, a previous year in the 1800s and whatnot, because at least we have the technology. At least we can try to keep in touch um, and do a little bit better with that um, and still connect. So it's been been tough as far as the family, but, you know, 
during this time, I've just really been able to reflect and just really, you know, build up my confidence and my courage and say, hey, I can step out here and I can produce um, outstanding work solo. And I can work with clients who really want to work with me and I really want to work with them. And we're working on something that there's a passion and an energy there. So that's really what I want to focus on going forward is working with folks who want to be doing what we're doing and who are incredibly intentional. Um, so that's been a big kind of pivot and shift for me. If you would have told me in the beginning of 2020 that, you know, I was going to uh, uh, leave my job, which I did two weeks ago uh, to work for myself full time, I would have been like, nah, you're crazy. I would never leave. But now today, like, yes, best decision. So happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Wow. So talk about that. Like, how did it feel and what goals did you have to set up in your mind? You felt like before leaving a job, because that's a very big and hard thing. But I hear more and more people doing it. And really, I've heard nothing but great results. Uh, You're new into it right now. But what factors did you feel like you need to check off before you did that? Well, I definitely um since I graduated, it's always been in the back of my head that I can work for myself. Um, but at the same time, you know, I like stability. Um, I like benefits and paid time off, et cetera. So every job that I've kind of taken on, I've always looked at as kind of like a, a, a stepping stone or a foundational block, if you will, a chance for me to grow and learn and to hone in and buff up a skill set. Um, but I've moved around and done uh, several different things, a lot of different things. Um, and all of that has been very, very intentional because it's made me the well-rounded professional person that I am. So part of that, um, you know, thinking about the checking off the box was gaining years of experience. Okay, now I have 11 plus years of professional experience doing what I do. So that's the check. I have relevant experience. And so the other thing is that um, I'm just now going full time with my business, but I've been um, basically operating it for a little bit almost, I guess, two years now. I've taken on various clients, but it's really just been a side-side hustle, not my main thing. Um, but I had started to, you know, I built the website. I came up with the logo. I came up with my branding, my messaging, how I wanted it to flow, et cetera, and I started doing that. Um, and so now the big pivot with me saying that I'm going official with it was that I just got my business license uh, through the city of Brookhaven, um, and I've set up a bank account, et cetera, so that everything can be truly legit. And I'm a home-based, uh, respected business, and, um, you know, my trade name is Deserve. So that's what I mean by I'm going official with it. And so I'm very happy with the change and the pivot for it. And, of course, you know, I have things lined up. You know, I didn't just make this, this jump without, you know, some business already secured. And I do. And I know that, you know, we as a people have to shift our mindset. It's so scary. It's so scary. Why is it scary? If you can put 40, this is what I had to tell myself. If I can put 40 hours a week into building somebody else's castle and maintaining their dream, what would happen if I put 40 hours a week into my own self? What would happen if I put 40 hours a week into Divine Eye Media and growing that and nurturing it and, and showing up on time for myself? So I did it. I'm not afraid. I'm not looking back. Of course, I'm a little nervous. But at the end of the day, I could always go get another job. You know, <laughs> I can't always say I can, I, I'm going to do this right now, but I can always go get another job. Definitely, definitely. So right now we definitely need you to plug uh, your website and your Instagram and tell us a little bit about what you do at Divine Eye Media. Absolutely, of course. So, yeah, check me out at DivineEyeMedia.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E. 
D-I-V-I-N-E-D-I-Y-E-I-Media.com. So same thing on Instagram. And uh, at Divine Eye Media, we specialize in video, photo, graphic design, web development, and social media. And so what that means is that uh, we're really a one-stop shop. You know, a lot of times when you're looking for creative work, you have to piecemeal it together. You have to go to one person for the pictures, another person for your web, another person for your graphics, etc. Here, we cut all of that out. You can work with me exclusively, and I can guide you through the process. And what that means is that we're going to get our work done a lot faster, and it's also going to be a lot more efficient because I'm already anticipating what we need. And so uh, that's the main advantage of working with me is kind of being able to bundle the services. But at the same time, if you just want me to come and take pictures at your event, I can do that. If you just want me to do your logo, I can do that. Um, you can order a la carte. So I'm really uh, flexible. Um, I'm the type of creative, like I'll meet you halfway. I'll pull up. Um, I service the Georgia area as well as South Carolina and North Carolina. So this is kind of the area that I'm focusing on. Another part that makes me very unique, I feel like, is the fact that I'm a certified drone pilot. And so I have um, nearly five years of experience flying drones at this point. And so I am certified by the FAA, which means I had to take a test and, um, you know, study the regulations and the rules, et cetera. Um, I'm also properly insured. And so all of that is just to make sure that I'm always going to be able to think about my client's safety and really deliver that professionalism. Because I feel like there's a lot of people who are creative. They do different stuff, but um, they're not professional. <laughs> They're not consistent. They don't show up on time. You might hit or miss, et cetera. But when you can find somebody or meet someone who is artsy, um, but also professional and punctual, I think that's very important and kind of rare in this industry. And so that's what I'm pushing for it with. Yes, that's what I try to do, man. I try to make sure I get there on time. Like I try to hit people on the dot because some people you don't want to hit them too early. You definitely don't want to be late. So I try my best to hit on a dot when i pressed call today it was 731 instead of 30 so i was mad at myself but definitely no. <laughs> what you're saying is uh is very important you know because it is a big it makes you feel i noticed too with people that when you you know working with them and you're trying to give like a, a discount or you're trying to help out or whatever they don't take you as seriously. But when you have all the things that you just said and ran down, it's like, okay, when they tell me that price, I'm already expecting it's going to be a nice little price that I'm willing to pay because I'm getting high quality stuff. They're insured. Mm -hmm. They have a website. They're punctual. They work with me. They travel. Like all the things that you're saying and all the things that you provide is really, really good and important for people to uh really do business with you and take you seriously and, and i know you'll do good you'll do good now you say you have classes and you teach classes as well yes 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 so i'll wear a few hats i'm also an adjunct professor at north at i'm sorry formerly at north carolina anti state university but currently at clayton state university here in morrow georgia i've been teaching at clayton or csu for about two years and uh, i love it i love to work with students i'm so energized by them um, I work in the Department of Visual and Performing Arts. And this semester, I'm teaching a class called Corporate Communication Design. Um, and that's basically a complicated way to say in just a graphic design class, um, but through the lens of corporate. And so through that, I'm able to work with students. And I, it's a really hands-on class, and that's what students tell me they love about working with me. And so I guide students through, okay, 
how do you build a, a corporate or a brand identity, okay? Uh, what is the business about, okay? What are logical colors that would convey that, okay? So let's take the colors and let's think about how we could quickly summarize what would make a great logo for that. So how to put colors together, how to build a logo. From there, taking a step further, we I uh, walked them through how to build business cards, how to build um, letterheads, how to um, make a mock-up of a website, how to do infographics, a multitude of different um, graphic design opportunities for them to get exposure to different Adobe software, which is the main tool that we utilize. So we use Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop, um, and InDesign throughout our process with that class. It's a lot of fun. I've also taught a class on podcast production, and I'll probably teach that again in the spring. Um, I've taught that class for a few years, and so for the podcast class, I just teach students how to ask interviews, <laughs> how to do an opener, how to do a closer, how to edit in music, how to balance out audio, and get them exposed to the Adobe software tools to make them more comfortable. And I really let my students just create their own brand, and I just nurture them with that, and I just support them through and through. So... But that class, I've had students take me, you know, three semesters back to back just because they wanted to continue to do their podcast and to grow it. And my students, um, the podcasts are pretty dope. So I love teaching. Um, I've also taught a public speaking class as well. I'm able to teach a multitude of um, media or communication based classes because I've taken so many um, between uh, going to college at the age of 16 through the early college at Guilford. Through, up and through my master's degree program. So I love learning. I'm a nerd. Um, so I just love to be able to give back and still connect with students. So I see myself teaching, you know, forever. That is great. Definitely helping people. And I love podcasts. So that is definitely interesting and something to note. And podcasts are the now. It ain't even the future. I feel like podcasts <laughs> are, are really the now. But in that, how important do you think marketing is? Because you know what I notice is that sometimes you want your product to be good, but if you have Jay-Z or Beyonce in a Joe Blow t-shirt that nobody pays attention to, but they had Jay-Z and Beyonce in it and it blows up, it'll be something, even though the quality might not be good and all of that. But when you are passionate about something and you do want it to grow, how important is the marketing aspect of it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that marketing from the standpoint of, you know, having your, your brand be cohesive and it looks the same on, across different platforms and it's distinctive. I think that that's very important. Um, but just as much and equally and maybe even more important is that personal connection and um, who you actually know. So just like you said, the Jay-Z and Beyonce example, you know, my T-shirt line may not be all of that, but because I got B to wear it, now I'm on and popping. And that's that personal connection. Um, you'll always kind of get more traction if you're able to have somebody make that one-on-one -on -one introduction between you and another person as opposed to you just kind of talking into, you know, the void that is the Internet instead of just kind of talking blindly to people. But if you can talk to one-on-one -on -one people and make those individual connections and network that's just as important as having your logo look and be on point the two have to work together um and they coincide yes and networking is definitely important uh i go to cam kirk studios a lot and i network a lot because they do a lot of good business out of there and they have big names come out of there so being connected with them is definitely a major thing and like a, like the concerts i was doing 
I got connected with uh, Rhapsody's management team and stuff like that. So networking is really, really amazing. But mm-hmm. your Divine Eye Media, everything you're doing is going to be great. You helped us out. Uh, you know, we were out there and we was like, wow, this drone is amazing. And your drone work is professional. I've seen it firsthand myself. It thank is, you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, it is very, very good. But. We definitely wrap up, so I guess we'll have some fun here now since we learned so much about you. But uh, what uh, is a favorite Halloween movie of yours, if you have one? Um, Some people don't do uh, scary, though. <laughs> I don't do scary. I don't watch scary movies at all. And, oh, my gosh, I can't think of the movie. It's from the 90s. But Hocus Pocus is the number Hocus one. Hocus Pocus. Ho- yeah, Hocus Pocus. I literally cannot (laughs) find one person that will go against Hocus Pocus. Like, that is just the ultimate movie. It's the standard. It's classic. Like, I don't don't know. Yeah, it's greatness. Yes. (laughs) And that's immediately what my mind goes to when you ask me that, so. Yeah, Hocus Pocus (laughs) is the bar. Literally, it it, it is the bar. Uh, What kind of shows have you been in? Because everybody's been inside. So what kind of shows Mm -hmm. can you recommend or what have you been getting into in the quarantine or the pandemic? Ah, good question. Um, My shows and my tastes are kind of all over the place. I like a lot of different types of things. Uh, But something I've been watching here lately and I'm totally obsessed with is Lovecraft Country. It comes on HBO. Oh my gosh, the storytelling and the uh, the special effects and the sci-fi twist set um, in the 1950s, 60s, like, oh my gosh, it's incredible storytelling. Have you seen that show? I have watched one episode, but it was so complex that I was like, I got to go back and watch it because I, I did a podcast right. uh, with my aunt and I know she watches it and she just told me basically it's a little bit of superhero, it's a little bit of horror, it's a lot of sci-fi so you mm-hmm. gotta kind of watch that with a different lens on, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's you gotta watch it in a different way. You can't just watch it. You gotta watch it with a different set of goggles on. Like they're fighting racism while trying to save the world, and all kind of different problems going on. Right, so, and the whole element of magic is introduced too. So just very fascinating and kind of complex. Um, that's definitely one of the shows. Like after the series is over, I'm, I'm watching every episode now, but I'll, I will also go back and rewatch everything because I know I'm going to get it, understand it even deeper the second time around. But I love that, I, and I love to see black people in those type of roles. Like you barely see us in sci-fi roles. So it's like, nah, we can do that too. Don't limit us. I just, I love it. Um, I love the exposure for the actors that are on that show. Just very beautiful, and I love it. Um, so, yeah, I watch stuff like that. One of my other favorite shows is called The 100. It's also kind of sci-fi based in the future. I love that show. Um, I love shows like Insecure. Um, that's one of my favorite shows. But I also watch a lot of uh, stuff like House Hunters or architecture shows or um, real estate shows, et cetera. People who, I love to watch shows about people who are entrepreneurs and going out and living their dream. And a lot of those type of people are on those shows. Uh, so that's kind of what I find myself watching a lot. Uh, we'll kind of be somewhere between sci-fi and also like HGTV, <laughs> somewhere between there. Yeah, and man, Insecure, Issa Rae is like, man, the legend. I could talk about Issa Rae all day, just of what she accomplished, man. And, and she's mm-hmm. the epitome, I think, of what everybody wants to be. She had 
her own series and she did it with will it didn't look the greatest and stuff like that but she wanted to do it and she hired her friends and anybody Mm -hmm. can hold something and she empowered her people around her and they just grew the series she turned it into a big series now she has her own record label and insecure is doing great and insecure i'm 33 so if you in that millennial kind of that 28 i would say to about 35 ish or something like that realm it speaks to you differently than everybody else somebody 15 or somebody 50 will not get insecure like people right. in that certain age bracket and especially being black it speaks exactly to us right. i really love that they um touched on like postpartum depression and stuff like that on the past mm-hmm. season and stuff like that because you know it's something that's not talked about and i'm love that she brings these topics to the forefront and for black people to relate to and get comfortable with Exactly. A lot of great storytelling. I I love how they uh, touch on complex situations and things that may seem a little bit taboo. Um, But it's just, I just so, you know, I just so relate to it. (laughs) Like I find myself talking back to the TV and getting into the conversations and the whole kind of breakdown and rebuild of her and Molly this season. I related to that on so many different levels. Like, I was like, wow, is this written about me? Like, I've been there and been through that with a friend. And, and it's just, it's growing pains, you know? Um, and it's, it, it touches on a lot of different stuff, especially when it comes to love, relationships, friends, um, et cetera. And Lawrence, getting old girl pregnant. That's just so relatable as well. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's so relevant. It's so relevant. And I definitely agree. Like, it's all about that audience. And we are Issa's niche audience. So, of course, we're going to vibe to it and and connect to it on a whole different level. And I think that's so important when you're making stories and content. You can't make it bland so that you appeal to everybody. You know, you got to really dig deep and go for certain people. And also, like, as a creative, sometimes I have to tell myself, like, you know, what I'm doing may not be for everybody. But the people who it's for, it's going to be for them and it's going to be undeniable. So, you know, for us, like, I love Issa Rae. Much love to her. I love her. Definitely. I'm going to get her on a podcast one day. I'll shout you do out. It. I have to do it. But, do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just something about just following your audience, like you said. Like, Tyler Perry is the number one example. He said, look, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. people don't like I think everybody has a Tyler Perry in our community have a show or a series or a movie that they don't like they might even hate it almost but the thing you cannot hate is that he did what he wanted to do and he was speaking to us whether we like it or not we all can relate to every character and everything he does whether you like it love it in between mm-hmm. but him what I thought was amazing man was the opening of the studio and the story behind it being a confederate base and now he mm-hmm. owns it and i love that he named the lots after different people and i also love that he had uh different problems with like spike lee and stuff like that and still had the respect and the love to still name it after him you know it's because it's like mm-hmm. hey we may have had our differences but what you did with malcolm x do the right thing and all these different movies you spoke to us so whether we friends or not or some people could feel a shade. I don't really get into that because I want to uplift our people. 
I just think it's amazing at what he's done. And he talked about that a lot recently in the past few years with this studio opening is that a lot of people don't like the stuff that I make, but I know my audience and the people that like it, they really like it. They love it enough to push me to where I am now as mm-hmm. a black billionaire. That man is mm-hmm. a black billionaire off of what a lot of people claim they don't like. Somebody like it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I definitely agree 100%. Tyler Perry, I definitely look up to him and... You know, that's a big reason attracted me down here to Atlanta. I don't know how, when, or where. I'm going to work with Mr. Perry, but best believe I'm going to do something. Out there through studios, flying the drone, etc. I'm manifesting that. I'm affirming it. And uh, there's room for everyone. That's how I feel. Definitely, definitely. So, everybody, plug that one more time. The Divine Eye Media, right. please. <laughs> we got to get in their head. If you're in the Atlanta area or beyond, you need logos, whatever, please plug it. We got to get that business. She quit her job for this. Everybody, she needs that push to that, assur- that assurance that what she doing is right. So please plug it again. Thank you. Thank you for your support. So yeah, check me out at Divine Eye Media, D-I-V-I-N-E-E-Y-E media.com you can also just um, google me or hit me up on instagram um it's the same url divine eye media remember this name you're going to see it out here real big real soon peace and love i like to say we'll like to end it off with speaking to existence where do you see yourself going or what some things you want to speak into existence for yourself okay it's, it's right down by alley uh, I speak into, you know, being that Divine Eye Media is a growing and a thriving and a flourishing business. Um, I speak into existence that I am a successful entrepreneur. I speak into uh, reality that my business actually make a difference. Through my vision, I am able to help and uplift other entrepreneurs and help them realize their visions and their dreams. And I've just, you know, I just really feel like that in my heart. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know that the right clientele, we're going to build something outstanding and amazing and something that I don't even really know how to describe it just yet. I'm going to leave myself open for the universe to impress me and surprise me and support me. Yes, yes. Pay attention. Please, please go support. And this is recorded.